Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Could have been an interesting start to the program. I always like to provide this peek into the real world behind this show. About three minutes ago, I was actually locked out of this floor. Not a good move when you're about to start a live radio show. Ah. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Bob Solter. You know, what it does, though, is it gets the adrenaline going for the start of the show. After all, I have said the most important thing about this program over the years of doing it, and this is year 23 of doing this show, the most important thing about the show is the fact that I don't get bored while doing it or listening to it. I want to have a good time. I also want to bring you some information, bring you some great guests, and we have a doozy of a discussion to start our program this morning. We go with an organization that we have never talked about before on this program, but has quite the background. The organization goes by the acronym ZAKA, Z-A-K-A. And David Rose, who is International Director for ZAKA, is joining us on our program. He's going to share an awful lot with us over the course of uh, this hour. David, first of all, good morning. Welcome to our program on The Fan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, very well. Very well. At least now that I'm back in the <laughs> in the building here, here I'm, I'm doing well. Um I guess let's begin with the background here. Zaka, how do you explain what Zaka is? Zaka is a uh, unique organization in Israel and worldwide using capabilities of volunteers to help out in any type of search and rescue that's needed. Take it a um, what we deal with sometimes in Israel, unfortunately, is a terror attack. Take it as a natural disaster, if it's a earthquake or a tsunami, any type of disaster that's needed to help the police services, the emergency services, we have volunteers fully trained to help out in any type of disaster. And uh, what we bring to the table is basically our knowledge, our abilities, and have volunteers that are willing to drop anything at any given moment and just to rush into a scene and help out. 
Okay, how did Zaka start? It's an interesting thing. Um, a couple of years ago, more now looking back, it's over more than a couple of years, like 27 years ago, there was a, um, a terror attack that took place in Israel where a terrorist um, jumped on a bus driver and forced the bus off the main road going up to Jerusalem. And uh, during that attack, uh, 16, 17 people were killed. And the founder of the organization, his name is Yehuda Meshizahav, was heard what's going on. He heard it on the radio, and he decided, you know what, let's go and try and help out. So he came down with a few of his fr- friends and uh, tried to help in rescuing and recovering the bodies of the, at the time. Looking back, he said, most probably I was disturbing the the police service, disturbing the fire department. But then he realized at the end of the day, we have abilities as uh, civilians to help out, to help the police, help the fire department. And um, he decided to take his friends and to put them through different trainings, training him to be EMTs, training to be working with the police, and uh, came to a situation that today we have over 3,000 volunteers around the country in Israel on call 24-7. They can respond to any type of a, any type of uh, incident in Israel. And we have around the world, we have a couple of hundred volunteers also around the world that, again, can help out in any type of situation. Just dropping what they're doing. It could be a lawyer, it could be a guy working in the bank, whatever it is. And that person has abilities and, and training to go out and help out. And that's what's special about the ZAC. It's all done on a volunteer basis. No one gets paid for this kind of work. There's office people that get work, paid for it, but like the volunteers are doing it from the pure reason of how can I help out my community? What can I do as an individual and be part of something to help out my fellow neighbor or someone in, now in, a, in, a, in the community or in the city? And we have, uh, you know, uh, communication systems like walkie-talkies and uh, beepers and dispatching centers and all that. And we can send out a call. If the call comes in to us, we can send it out. If either police sends us a call or the fire department sends us a call, the Israeli army sends us a call, or we get a call from overseas, then we have a team that's in ready to respond and help out. A couple of questions naturally come to mind. One of them, I'm assuming some of the people who are listening to us will wonder this. How did you first get involved with Zaka? So I live in uh, in Israel. I am a volunteer close to 12 years. I go out over here locally in my community. A call will come in if it's a car accident or someone. Uh, I'm a trained EMT. I'm able to um, help out in any type of uh, situation if it's a uh, child choking at home or heart attack, whatever it be, we have it, we have the ability. I can go out. I myself being at a major event in Israel. Uh, one of the places I was was uh, in October uh, 15. I was in a shooting incident that took place in Jerusalem on the bus when uh, three civilians were killed by uh, terrorists. And uh, I came over there, one of the first people to respond, helping out, trying to save some lives. And unfortunately, as I said, three people were killed and had to work and do, you know, the work. The other work that Zaka does is recovery work, making sure that the uh, person that was killed or did not make it through the situation will be treated in the most respectful way. And dealing with that person, making sure that he is brought to a full burial and there's two aspects to that, in a way. One is 
the person himself in a Jewish belief, we and many other um, religions believe that the body should come in the hole to a to, to burial. But over the years, and this is why I saw myself in helping out, it's so much more of a comfort to the family. For a family of a victim to know that there was a uh, someone that cared for his loved one. He wasn't just treated as a, like I would say, a sack of potatoes. Just came, picked up the body and threw it in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. Someone was there dealing and making sure they'd done in a respectful way. And uh, part of Zakah, the reason why we started all this was it comes from a, uh, a Jewish religious belief of, as we all believe, that um, God created man in image of God. So when I'm treating a, a human being, I don't care what he is, he's a Christian, Jewish, Muslim, I'm treating a person who's created in the image of God. So I'm giving him respect for who he is. And uh, families that know that and see that, and I've been to scenarios where you have fire, people burnt, and whatever it is, and knowing that thing is giving a comfort, it's psychologically effect on the family to have a closure, that they can go to a grave, they can go to a place, and they can have a closure with themselves, knowing that everything was, their loved one was killed, he was brought properly to a burial, and that's what we're here for, helping those people out. And so it's maybe respecting the dead, but honoring people, the life families, and giving them comfort is more, that's the most important thing about Zarka. The training that's involved for the people who are, are volunteers, I mean, you, you mentioned your background as being trained as an EMT, but, you know, for a lot of the people that you mentioned, um, how do they get trained? So the, the uniqueness about Zaka, and uh, this is the uniqueness about the way of, the, of Israel, is learning how or studying how to work with police um, forces in Israel and around the world. Because when you come to a uh, crime scene, end of the day, the police, are, they have what they need to do in order to, you know, check out the scene and what they need to do for forensics to, they have to do the checking up. So we teach our volunteers is the basic things, what to do when you, in the scene of a disaster, when you come there, what can you do in order to help out till the police forces come? You know, if you, if you, God forbid something happens in, in the building where you're living in or where you're working and someone is trapped or someone is going through some kind of, uh, um, like is a, a fire that took place in the building or a gas explosion, any domestic kind of uh, incident like, like that, we teach our, our volunteers how to rescue a person, just want to give you an example. In Haiti, we went over the, we had a, we have an international unit that goes around the world. Um, in the earthquake that took place in 2010, more people were saved by their own neighbors pulling them, pulling people out of the rubble, out of the collapsed buildings, than all the teams that came around the world. Like the teams that came around the world that helped out, the search and rescue teams that came like a couple of days after, so a week after it took place, or earthquake, they saved maybe a thousand people. The local population helping one another out, they saved close to 50,000 people. So if we are able to teach simple methods of what to do when that disaster takes place, we can save lives. That's what we're teaching them. We have a five-day training that we do. And doing that training, we teach uh, basic CPR, basic uh, what to do, how to bandage people, fractures, etc. 
what to do if you need to pick up, uh, uh, move stuff around. You have each one of us, yourself, you have a car. In your car, you have a, a, a car jack, right? You can use that jack to pick up uh, uh, a, a, a wall, a, a concrete wall. You can use that and pull someone out there. His leg is, is trapped. Do simple things that we can teach people, and that's what we do in those five days. We teach them what to do in the first couple of minutes, what to do in, in, in uh, CPR, bandaging, recovering work, search and rescue, giving intelligence over. When the police will show up, the fire department job, if you know already to give a bit more of a uh, understanding who was in the building, who was in your office, who was in the house, all that information you can give over to the, to the professional teams that we're able to save a person's life. And that's what it's all about. It's about time, how fast can you get there, do something on, on the ground, and help out. And those five days give all this basically a, uh, a very basic training that that's, you can make a big difference, a person can make a big difference in his own community. Very interesting discussion that we're having on our program on the fan this Sunday morning. Um, David Rose, who is international director of Zaka, Z-A-K-A, is uh, joining us in this hour of our program and talking with us about the work of uh, Zaka. Um, we've got a lot more to share. I'm also talking about uh, Zaka coming to America and exactly what that will mean. And um, we get into a lot more areas in discussion over the course of uh, this hour. And we'll also give you um, some information for those of you who may want to um, look at more information on Zaka than we are able to share this Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Solter. We're in discussion with David Rose on our program. David is International Director of Zaka, uh, Z-A-K-A, and is talking with us about uh, Zaka on our program on The Fan and sharing some information with us. Um, we provide a little bit of background on the organization. David talked a little bit about this uh, training program for volunteers as well. One of the things we haven't done, David, and I'd like to do this at this point, and we'll do it again before we are uh, done in our discussion with you, uh, what's the online resource for people who want to learn more about Zaka? How can they do that? First of all, you can go to our website. The best way to get information is, is Zaka. That's Z-A-K-A dot U-S. That's our website. All the information about how if you like to work, become a volunteer, you can go online over there and find out. Find out the information about the organization. If you like to uh, donate to the organization, since Zaka is a volunteer organization, we rely a lot on upon uh, donations from around the world, from government, from NGOs to help us out. Um, interesting thing that Zaka does is the whole international um, aspect of our work, going out. Even though we're based in Israel, but we responded around the world to various incidents. If it's an earthquake that took place in Haiti, like we spoke about before, even locally, in the, even in the U.S., we responded in Hurricane the Katrina in '05 when we had a team over there that came out to help out. So it's work that's not just limited to Israel, it's around anywhere in the world that we can help out. Zaka is ready to go out to help. Okay, so it's zaka.us, and we'll repeat that address before we are done in our discussion with you. Um, the idea of Zaka uh, coming to the U.S., you know, you mentioned about helping out with Hurricane Katrina, but what can Zaka do for America and specifically for New York City? I think that Zaka has a lot to bring to the table. First of all, we're not coming here to invent the wheel. We, we, you know, America has a lot of. Uh, Capabilities and you know, like people 
you know, it was talking about Israel, you know, a small country we are compared to America. But one thing is that we have is a lot of knowledge that we picked up over the years. If it's domestic in, in the U.S., in Israel that we picked up, or in, um, have to go into a, uh, event, a scene around the world that we can come and help out. And I think that's what Zach has to bring to the table in the U.S. is our experience and knowledge. And another thing that we have is teaching the population. Yeah, you have every country has a uh, police force and has a uh, fire department and he has a the is a army that can help out. But you still need the locals. You still need the people from the community to help out. And if we are able to train communities and take people civilians and give them the knowledge like we spoke about before the training that we do, they can be a tremendous help for the um, services, emergency services, if, God forbid, a Sandy will take place again, or like a Katrina, anything like that. We, if you have volunteers, if you have civilians in the neighborhood that they are known to be people that can respond, that could be a difference of certain people making a living, saving lives and helping to rescue people from the, from the disaster. That's what Zach is all about, taking volunteers from the community, training them, and helping them, make them familiar with the police forces and the emergency services in the community, and they're responding as a unit part of those uh, teams. That's the uniqueness of Zaka. Now, when we talk about Zaka and Zaka's work, um, what do you feel, or what kind of companies in New York do you feel would benefit from the kind of training that? You know, you spoke about earlier in, is encompassed in this five-day program that volunteers undergo. First of all, I would my focus would be to go into a, like a community. Like a, always, we always believe the community is an unbelievable resource and a way of a power to help out. So, if I'll go into communities, like going to the local uh, churches, or I'll, I'll train. If it's, I'll go into the community centers. Even go into uh, companies like workplaces and uh, offer them our service. We'll do it through the local uh, ca- council, the city, giving them that information we have. It's a five-day training that we built especially for people that even that they're going to work. So we take a Sunday where most people are off from Sunday work, and then we continue the training in the evenings with a drilled uh, exercise at the end of the training. And it's again, it's like. Going to the local council, city, wherever it is, if, all we need is like 20 or 30 people, up to 50 people, we can train them. And those people can be the responders, first responders on the, on the ground, if God forbid something happens. And when we're talking about, you know, the kind of um, training that is involved, it's also interesting because the Zaka International Rescue Unit volunteers um, from this country, uh, Israel, Mexico, and South Africa, are taking part um, in some interesting um, drills that are taking place in Indiana. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so this year, the National Guard, they, um, the U.S. National Guard, they had a, uh, a special scenario. Every, every two years, we come to the States and we train with the uh, U.S. National Guard on, on different scenarios. This year, they took a uh, hotel 
that was being demolished, and they uh, basically used that as a scenario for trying to rescue people from those uh, from a building like that. The whole building collapsed. The earthquake took place. And now we have to come and help out. So Zaka bought this time from Israel. And like you said, from that, we have a team in South Africa. We have a team in Mexico. They came and uh, helped out the local, working shoulder by shoulder with the local, with the National Guard of the, showing the abilities that we have, getting knowledge from them. It's all about how much knowledge we can share with one another, how much we can help out, bringing to the table what we have on Zaka, using the, the American Army has a tremendous experience and a lot of uh, knowledge and, and equipment that we don't have, and collaborating forces and helping one another out. And that's the big thing about this uh, training that we did. It was like a five-day training that took place in, in, in Indiana. Where from throughout the day and night, we were training on recovery work. Of if someone was killed, how we get his body out? If they, someone is, is, re- is injured, how do we rescue him out? Learning about safety of the, of, the, of the teams. Before you go, you need to make sure you yourself are safe, not risking your own life to save other people. All this knowledge of collaboration of, of information is very important in the type of work that we do, and we can bring over to what we know and get from Americans what, uh, what you know. When you talk about the work of the volunteers and the work of Zaka, one of the areas that you mentioned is this area of search and rescue. And, you know, as you say that, a, a lot of us um, lay people may uh, grimace and think, that's got to be awfully tough. I mean, how do yeah. how do volunteers handle that? First of all, um, we do, I mean, when you come into search for, for a missing person and, and uh, it's, very difficult. First of all, you have to have the intelligence. You have to know where, you know, where certain people were. And and we have within Zaka, for example, we have a dog unit, a canine unit. That uh, again, volunteers are coming and they have dog training and they come searching missing people. And um, I give an example um, in Nepal. There was uh, this place an earthquake uh, close to two years ago, and there was one. Uh, we came from Israel. We were searching with different people, and one of the missions was to find a missing, uh, was an Israeli soldier, veteran, that went on a, on a hike on a, on a trek over there in Nepal. And uh, most of the chances are we're not going to find him alive. But the mission was, is a soldier that risked his own life for the state of Israel, and we felt it's our mission to try and bring him back uh, alive, find bring him back to his family. And uh, after a week, we found his body uh, in, the, in the ravine over there. And the, you're standing in front of the father, telling him, we found, what we found is the body of your, of, this, of your son. But that moment when he's thanking you, the, the, like, just the tears that he has in his eyes, Father Patrick, saying to us, thank you. What we saying, thank you, we didn't find him alive. We found his a body, right? We know that everything that we put in, the, the hours and, and nights not sleeping and just trying to figure out where he was, was worth every moment for that moment that we were there with the father. I mean, the same thing happened in the tsunami in Thailand in, in, when we had to search for missing people over there. Again, it's, it's the, the, the scene that you see that most people are running away from those scenes. You do not want to see those images and you're naturally or 
you know, you're interested in this, get out of here. And us are trained to go into it. But um, we do have a lot of uh, psychological help also. We do, we have, after every major incident event, we have a debriefing with um, social workers and psychologists and psychiatrists to making sure that there's no trauma done to us. And there are cases where we have to tell the volunteers, take a break, you know, you should don't come to the next event, incidents, because it does take some kind of impact on a person. Yet studies did show, when the uh, professional studies are done on Zaka volunteers, that 3% of our volunteers suffer from post-trauma. That's a very low number compared to regular population. In the way we are immune to those scenes and we see what we see when we work on the scene doing what we have to do as a uh, professional level, and then... Afterwards, we deal with it, like I mentioned, the work uh, sessions that we have that uh, give us that ability to go back and continue doing our work because we have a mission of here to help people out. Is it adrenaline? Does the adrenaline kick in? Adrenaline kick in. The, the mission that we feel, this is something that right now this is our mission. We're focusing on what we have to do. And like, When you come to a, to a scene and, and what you're seeing over there, you don't really fully understand taking into yourself all the images. You're working to see, have a uh, person have to save his life, have a person have to recover his body. That's what you see. You're not not just going to all the, you know, impacts of it. Afterwards, yes, you need to sit down and you have to figure out, and that's very important to do that, to talk it out. Because if, if volunteers keep it inside them and don't talk, about it, it can be uh, a very big damage done to the to the person, and that's what we have to have these work sessions. That you make sure you talk about it. The main thing is talking, sharing your feelings, sharing what you saw, and we have this every couple of months. We get all together, sit around in different work groups, talk, just say, "You came. What did you see? Well, how did you get the call? When you got to the call, what were you doing?" All that stuff helps them to build up like a profile, and they and then they can come to us. Uh, professional workers and say to us, so-and-so needs help. This guy, talk to him again. He needs some kind of special help. And that's what we know in the organization, we know how to deal with these people. Those uh, individual volunteers need help. It's interesting, too, you mentioned a couple of moments ago about the fact that there's um, a canine unit, but that's really only one of the special units of Zaka, correct? Yeah, so within Zaka, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, you start off with one idea of helping out. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, uh, coming to that terror scene that, uh, in, in uh, 20, over 27 years ago. But throughout the years, people come to us with, with ideas and say, you know, we can help out. So, for example, we have a, uh, a divers unit. We have over 300 professional divers. Some of them were served in the Israeli army. And they say, you know, we are able to dive. If there's anyone here to uh, search for a missing person, we can, we can uh, help you dive and, and search for them. So today in Israel, we have um, these divers, over 300 divers. Within 40 minutes of a call coming into us, any part of Israel, we can have a team in the water already searching for that missing person. That's uh, an amazing number. It's 40 minutes, and we can have a team whatever the equipment they need in the water. Of course, you have the Coast Guard and all that they can help out. The idea of Zaka is always, how do we bring extra people to help out? You know, the police can do X. If we bring in 
double the forces, more people searching, more chances of finding that person alive. So we have like the divers unit, you have a dog unit, we have uh, people that are uh, using uh, jeeps and, and uh, ATVs to searching for me- people missing in the, in the desert if they went for a tr- and they, uh, on a hike and they didn't come back. So we have that kind of uh, abilities. We even use now drones. We have drones uh, helping us to search for people from above if it's in the water or it's in the, in a, in a, out in the open fields, we can have uh, people with drones looking and searching. All these things are done, again, using the volunteer civilians that want to come and say, how can I be part of Zaka? How can I help out my own community? And Zaka is a platform for them to come and be part of something amazing. David Rose, who is International Director of Zaka, is our guest this hour of our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. And it is Mother's Day morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter, and happy Mother's Day to the moms out there. We are in discussion with David Rose this hour of our program. He is International Director of ZAKA, Z-A-K-A, and has shared an awful lot with us thus far in our discussion. We're going to be talking about more things with him. If you want to join us in our discussion, you can toll-free at WFAN at 877-337-6666. That's our number at the fan. One of the thoughts I had, uh, David, too, is going into this area of, you know, you talk about um, establishing partnerships. And I guess, in a way, Zaka is looking to establish more partnerships. Is, it, is that a difficult thing to, to get established with governmental agencies? In a way, yes, because um, sometimes governmental officials, like, they, they are scared in a way. Like, how do I take a civilian and uh, allow him to work in these kind of situations? And uh, once they get familiar and see the abilities of us and they see that it's possible, it's possible to work, it's possible to, to see how a volunteer you can take and make him to be a professional helper, responder, that is something that resources, like I said, from the community can help out the police, help out any uh, service that the government is providing, understanding that there are extra people out there to help you out. If it's someone you need to search for missing person or in a situation, you don't have don't just rely on the fire department and the police. You have more people within the community that can come out and help you. Why not use them? Why not take them and give them some knowledge and abilities, give them some simple tools and, and training that we can give them? And those people can be the best soldiers on ground. If God forbid something happens, they're the first one that can respond within the community until that first responder will come from the fire department. You already have someone in the community there responding and helping you out, reporting, telling you what's going on. And that's something that uh, we are trying and we're going to hopefully be successful bringing over to the the states, bringing that information over. Now, is there any other either um, governmental agency or uh, a company that has a similar training program to what you mentioned for the volunteers that Zaka has? Our training is unique in a way. I mean, this Tristle Day... The training that we do was recognized by the United Nations. Zaka is a uh, NGO that was recognized by the UN to help out in the population and giving this kind of training. So we're kind of touching on every little, every kind of aspect of 
when you can do it, like I explained, the first couple of minutes or hours of a disaster. And that's the uniqueness about Zaka. We're not going to give a person our training. He's not going to be a full EMT. He's not going to be a full uh, fire, uh, fighter. But yes, he has those little information that we're giving him, the, the opportunity to helping out. That's what's unique about this training. Giving, the, in over those five days, the little tips and information and classes that we bring over from professional people, teaching them what to do and help, how to help. And that's unique about the training that we don't think other agencies do or offer. They can each one give certain elements, but we're giving is a comprehensive program touching on all elements of what we call light rescue and, and uh, search. I'm tempted to ask you a question I've been thinking about the entire time that we've been talking, and I was thinking about this and preparing for the interview earlier this morning. In the face of um, disaster or a um, catastrophic event, and, you know, I've said this before, you know, uh, physically we're sitting in lower Manhattan and uh, the building where we are in the studio, we're not that far from uh, ground zero. It's a natural yeah. thought ties back to 9-11. And I often think about that day, the days after that, um, the attitude of people in this country at that time, and also how things have changed since September 11, 2001 in this country and in the world. And the reason why I ask you this question is, in the face of disaster or a catastrophic event, is there, from your perspective, advice that you could give us that may be helpful for people experiencing something like that? It's a difficult question. I mean, what, who asked to give us advice and, and, and to deal with, you know, the advice that we can give is, is if you have the ability to help your, your, your fellow friend or if it's a person at work, your neighbor, and you can get yourself involved in something and helping other people, you can make a tremendous difference. And we we all saw the stories and, and we saw the images of people helping out. But if we if they had if we are able to give them more more information, more stuff to do, could we save even more lives? Never know what will happen. But I think it's the important thing is again every person is is, is able to help out. And even if you think that. Who am I? I don't have. I physically, I can't do it, or mentally, I can't do it. There's certain things that a person can do that it can make a difference and it can help save a life. And and that's what we we need to think. How can we help one another out? End of the day, we're all in the same boat together. When when they if a disaster hits, it doesn't make a difference your color, your race, your sex. We're all in the same boat. And this is what Zaka is about. It's Zaka, the, the, the faces of Zaka, although it's set up by, uh, uh, in Israelis, in, in Jewish, whatever, in Zaka today we have Muslims that, that uh, volunteer by us, Christian, Jews, Druze, Bedouin, all these people sit together around the table 
and to think together, how can we help one another out? And that's what we need to think. We're all together today. And uh, if terror attack hits, like I said before, it hits everyone. So let's sometimes, you know, we have stereotypes between one another. Let's try and break those barriers and let's work together to combat and to, and to get this done. If possibly something happens, we can help one another out. You know, one of the things I've talked about before on this program, and it's something that I do, and again, this is a reflection of the age in which we live, is I believe very much in this idea of um, having a plan in the event of an emergency or catastrophic event. And um, part of my plan is to live, if possible. And the big, biggest plan is getting safely out of this building. And I've said this before, and some of my colleagues here um, think I'm kidding, but I'm not. Because I practice this once a month, leaving the building. And I have a certain time limit that I keep myself to. Uh, from this building, there are basically, as I understand, six different ways to exit here and to get down to the street level. Um, I use one of two specific ways to uh, get out, figuring that that's likely would be the scenario uh, if power was out, elevators were not available, etc. And the idea, the thought is to know how to do it because if something happens, your first thought is going to be, oh my God, how do I get out of here? And a lot of people at that time, David, probably then start to panic because they've never yeah. re never really given it thought. Correct. Uh, 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 take, take yourself as, as an example, perfect example. If you know the ways of getting out of the building, right? So first of all, you can, uh, you can help other people right. to go down, out. And more than that, when the, when the fire department comes or the emergency service come in, you are able to guide them and tell them, you know, this is the best way of getting in, this is the best way of getting out. All that stuff is, you're the best intelligence that we need on ground in those moments that can make a tremendous difference. I mean, definitely you should join up to our team and, and, and take a training of Zaka <laughs> when you're thinking, but that's, this, is it. this is it. This is exactly what we're talking about. How are you, a simple things that you can do, look around, have your eyes open, and guide other people and give over that information to other people. It's, it's, it's tremendous uh, help. Those moments can be a difference of that person. Certain people may be trapped in that building, getting them out, that they're going to live or going to die. And this mm -hmm. is what we're talking about. How can we, as individuals, as a team, work together to get and save people's lives? And as you said before, too, you know, it's in the face of something like that, it's not, I'm, you know, this culture, that religion, etc. No, you're human beings, and you're looking right. to help your fellow human beings at that point. 
You know, it's not us versus them. It's we. Right. That's, that's the main thing. It's, it's we. It's us, all of us. Each one of us as individuals and a team, as a group, we can make a difference. We can show them. And that's what sometimes when it comes to terror is showing how us as united who can stand together and, and, and work against them in a way, showing that, you know, you maybe hit us, but you didn't, you know, conquer us, you didn't, you didn't get us down. And it's something tremendous to show that life could continue going and and how we can help one another by showing that life is continuing and we are, we are human beings helping one another out. All right. For some of the people who are listening to our discussion, and you piqued my interest with what your comment about the fact that I should look into this, uh, some of the people who are listening to our discussion today may have a similar thought. But usually people will say, well, wait a minute, what do I need in terms of qualifications or qualities or things like that? What do you say to us? The main qualification is that you want to help out. That's it. You need to be healthy, able to think straight, but that's it. Come, you don't have to have many qualifications. It's any person that is, wants to help one another, help out his fellow friends, his community, his family, you can just join Zaka you know, and, and be part of something tremendous. But if God forbid something happens, you're there. You could be that person that making the difference in the whole the whole difference in saving a person's life. So like any person likes to take a training or bring to the table certain knowledges that he has or information that he has, you never know how that person can help out in in time to come when something goes on, we need his help. David Rose, who is international director of Zaka, our guest this hour of our program on the fan you mentioned earlier the website. Would you repeat that, please? Yes, it's www.zaka, that's Z-A-K-A dot U-S. All the information is there, how to contact us, how to be part of Zaka. Go there. Hopefully we inspire you to be part of us and to be make it a better person. Each, each one of us could be helping one another out very inspiring uh, discussion and I'll mention, as you mentioned this earlier, um, Zaka also can use donations. Uh, that's something that you can do uh, through the sites as well. David, I thought it would be a very good discussion and it has proven to be so. I know we've also provided some information that can be helpful for folks listening to us. Thank you very much for joining us on our program and certainly good luck continued with your work. Thank you so much for listening to us and giving us the opportunity of giving over the story of Zaka. All the best. We do appreciate it. Zaka, Z-A-K-A dot U-S. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Well, it is Derek Jeter Day at the stadium. Hmm. I wonder what Ed Randall's going to have to say about that. Think he might have an opinion or two? Hmm. I'll have to tune in after nine this morning. Eh, you never can tell with that. Well, we have more to get to on our program this morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.